Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge, my guest today. Oh, I'm so excited. It's an amazing, amazing actress, a star of both TV and film. You can see her acting in The Good Doctor on ABC, the TV miniseries Mrs. America on Hulu. She wrote and acted, it's like a triple, quadruple threat here. She wrote and acted in her short, Virginality, and she will be seen in what she has said is the biggest honor of her life, acting alongside me in the new film, The Donor Party. Please welcome Bria Simone. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Everything there was accurate. Hilarious. You're hilarious. <laughs> Bria, great. I am so excited to catch up since I haven't Yay! seen you since, since we started working. But before we catch up, Let's all look into your fridge. You guys, I'm sharing the fridge. You can see Bria's fridge on my Instagram. Stand up, Dan. This is a sad fridge, Bria. This is so sad. This is a sad single guy fridge. Um, Yeah, this is a. You're zooming in. I'm in there. This is the type of fridge where like if my little cousin went on a date with some guy and she showed me this fridge, I'd be like, no, this guy doesn't have a shit together. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm just kind of going with the flow. Okay, I'm going to be generous and say it's a minimalist fridge. It's (laughs) very minimalist. Trying to be uh, on my Khloe Kardashian. How about that? <laughs> yeah. At the very least, I will say this. There's a nice organization to it. Each row basically just has one thing on it. <laughs> but let's stop at the top row, okay? <laughs> the, the top row. This is a big fridge, too. Like, this is a large fridge. And all of this stuff can fit in a mini fridge. But for some reason, yes. we're using a full fridge, a, a big fridge. So, top row. All the way on the left, we have a dozen eggs hanging out by the side. Then all the way on the right, we have six protein shakes hanging out on their own. And then there's probably two feet of dead space in between them. Okay. (laughs) So that is your protein section. All the protein goes up there. You caught me on a bad day. You caught me on a bad day. (laughs) Absolutely. It's the top of the month. (laughs) 
Who's cooking? Who was actually cooking in January? Okay. Nobody. Yes. Yes, you're right. Everyone takes one month off of cooking. <laughs> this is a thing that we do now. It's dry. There's dry January and then there's like dry cookware. You just d- yes. don't eat. You don't eat. Don't eat. Don't eat. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like the, the fruit at, on the bottom, that's <laughs> those fruit cups. That's from set. <laughs> that's from set. Oh, so now you're now you're a thief as well. So you're stealing stuff from set. Well, I always say that you can tell from someone's fridge, uh, especially the people in our business, either the, the fridges of the people who are poor and not acting are the same <laughs> as the fridges of the people who are just working nonstop and just don't have the time. Don't I don't have the time to cook. I have not I will put you I, in you're in that latter category because your name is everywhere. You're doing all the things. And <laughs> what that means until you hire a personal assistant. <laughs> Your fridge <laughs> is going to look like this. Look like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to the second row because this is an exciting row. Again, <laughs> you do this thing where there's one thing on one side, something on the other side. It's all, it's like West Side Story. It's like the Jets and the Sharks on, <laughs> on each it's, side. It's all about balance. It's all know? about balance. Uh, so on the left here, we have a to-go Tupperware from, that's I don't ha- know. That has- it's from this restaurant that I love to order from called Cactus Club, and that's celery. So anytime you order chicken wings, they always give you a side of celery that I never eat. <laughs> right. Who needs the vegetable? Just go straight for the chicken wings. Wait, what is the restaurant called? Cactus Club. Cactus, Cactus Club. Club. Okay. Yeah. Are they known for their chicken wings? No, but their chicken wings are great. <laughs> it's okay, the best it. in Vancouver, I would say. Yes. Oh, are you in Vancouver right now? I am. That's where Ooh. I work. This is the working girl, everyone. <laughs> That was a that was that was such a humble flex right there because like when people when actors say I'm in Vancouver, we all know what that means. <laughs> it means it means I'm working and you're not, motherfucker. Dan. <laughs> oh, Dan, you're back in LA in January, huh? Interesting. Yeah, not a lot happens there in January. Okay. Please. Cool. Good night. Good night. <laughs> okay, so this is what's interesting to me. On the other side of this row is some sort of drink that I've never seen before called Aha. Yes, it's, there's, there's like a, it's a seltzer water, sparkling water. Uh, oh, is it like a LaCroix type thing? Yes, but it's Aha. And it's better than LaCroix, I think. Is it like a Canadian thing or, or this is a... It might be a Canadian thing. No, I've, they're in the States because they're in Virginia where I'm from. So they have them in the States. You're like, yeah, they're in the States because when I was working on another production. Oh, God. Uh, no, I'm from Virginia's my hometown. Good night. Um, okay. So, aha, I've never, how have I never heard of aha? So, why is it better than LaCroix? Shots fired. Um, <laughs> I think the flavor, like whatever flavor that the sparkling water is, you really can taste. It's a little stronger than LaCroix. So, that's what okay, I like. Okay, got it. And okay, they do it. like these like weird merges between two different kinds of flavors that I like too. Like this one, I think it's like orange grapefruit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Orange mm. grapefruit. Did you know that the grapefruit is actually a mix of a pomelo and an orange made of grapefruit? Grapefruit's not a natural fruit. It was a genetic, uh, genetically engineered fruit. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah, you, know that. See, when, when, uh, the thing is, I don't, wor- I don't work as much as you, so I have time to look up dumb Dan, facts about you fruit. work all the time. All right, please. Bria. Please, 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 <laughs> you work all the time. All I got to say is my fridge is full right now. I'm cooking. Foodie, I got my, you love food. You cook I got all my the days time. free. I got my nights free. I'm like braising things for hours. 
I got time. I All love right, it. So I love it. Over here below now, almost like we have sparkling water wars. You have Perrier, the yes. fruit infused Perrier. Yes, I do. I do. I do. I like Perrier, but sometimes aha is what's like the thing that I want. You know? Okay. Okay. It's like Got having it. different sodas. Like, do you want a ginger ale today or a Coke? That's what wow. this is. Okay, so you you like go deep on the flavored on the the flavored seltzer waters. Yes, and if I want to do like a little you know cocktail, I'll go for the Perrier. Oh, interesting. So that's your mixer. <laughs> that's the mixer is the Perrier. I like it. Hey, I'm I'm a big fan. And then opposite the Perrier, again, sticking with the theme of one thing on one side of the fridge, the other thing on the other side. You have the silk almond milk because you're you're an actor, and actors need to have their almond milk. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in Hollywood who still drinks milk out of the cow, cow milk. Really? What was what used to be just called milk, but now I have milk. to specify. Yeah. yeah, you're drinking like milk, milk. <laughs> I'm drinking milk, milk. That's how you know I'm not working as much as you. I'm still on that. I'm still on that two percent game. <laughs> please, 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 please. I can't do real milk. It's, it doesn't work for me. Really? Yeah, and that's before that's before I became an actor or whatever. Like, oh, really? I was, yeah, I was never into milk. Because I think that's what happens with actors is like as their IMDb score gets higher and higher, <laughs> their lactose intolerance gets more and more. <laughs> I love it. You I got have a nice spinach and cucumber at the bottom, uh-huh. and then some berries on the right. You know I what? Though I will say this though, I will say this. There is nothing worse than when you're when you when you're working and then you come home and you're exhausted and then you eat you have to eat healthy. Like that sucks. It does suck. All you want to do is like order in some Chinese food and just like sit on the couch and have something warm in your belly. And um, just, and then knock out. Like that's the dream. That's the dream. Are you getting a lot of takeout while you're up there? Absolutely. Clearly. Clearly, look at my fridge. That's all I do. Like, I feel so bad. Like, last year, I feel like I only cooked maybe twice. Yeah. Last year. Like, for all the 12 months, I only cooked twice. And I feel horrible. And I want to do some. I I came into this year saying I'm going to cook more, but look at my fridge. So you see how it's starting off. Yeah, but here's the thing. And I'm and I'm obviously I'm I'm making I'm making fun, but it's the truth. I mean, the schedule of an actor sucks. It's like you got to be especially especially uh, an actress cuz you got to spend a lot more time in that hair and makeup chair than than I do. So Absolutely. You got to be up at like 5 in the morning. <laughs> yes. Pick up gotta, is at 5. Pick up is at like 5. So you got to be up at 4:30. You can't uh, eat breakfast. Like it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's awful. And then you're sitting in that chair for an hour and a half. You got to pretend to want to make conversation with the weird hair and makeup people that no one really wants to talk. talk that's literally every day. That's <laughs> literally every day for me. And then you got to act. And then there's a lot of like hurry up and wait. And now you're in your trailer and you're like, what do I do now? I guess I'll try to read this book. And you're like, oh, no, I hate this book. But then, yeah, you're like, let me bring a book to set and be productive. And then you're like, I don't want to read anything. I don't even want to read the script. No, no, no. So. You do. Yeah, you do that thing where you have the book open. But then you have your phone in front phone. of the book. And you're like scrolling Instagram. Literally, that's the life of an actor. I mean, so it's it. very, so to do that and then to come back home and be like, okay, I guess I'm going to chop some onions and celery. <laughs> and so it's like the worst. No, you want a Postmates on the way home and have that shit waiting for waiting you. Waiting for you at the door. That's, 
That's our life. All right, let's just get through the door here and then we're going to catch up. So your door, <laughs> you have another, uh, you have a, another milk I, product. Another every time milk. I, I know it's, it's Calif, whatever. It's Calafia. Calafia Farms, Wiz, I believe. Right. It's Wiz Khalifa's uh, milk brand. <laughs> it really is? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. So I was really about to be like, oh, my God. Black owned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wiz Khalifa, black owned almond milk. Black owned almond milk. Which he really pivoted. He really pivoted Wiz Khalifa. He could do like infused uh, right. uh, black owned almond milk, which actually would be a great idea. So, you know. Why don't um, you do that? You should make that your thing. Ooh, I could get some money from that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, every time I go to the store, I'm I always forget if I have enough almond milk because I make smoothies sometimes. So right. I always just grab another. Yeah. You know it's funny when I'm working, smoothies are my go-to also because it's easy to make at home. I hate big breakfasts, and when they, when you go to like on set, it's always like eggs and pancakes and shit, and you have that. You don't feel like working. French toast. And you're like, I can't do that. I have to make it through a day. Yeah. And then you got pickles. You got good. You got a good assortment of pickles. The next thing is um, minced garlic. Oh, really? <laughs> when was the last time you used that? I don't even want to tell you because I can't remember, but it's still in there. And then banana peppers are next to it. I like. Banana yeah, peppers. that's good. Are you? Uh, that's banana peppers are a nice uh, little accoutrement to have. It has like a nice little flavor to it. It, it tastes great in salads on sandwiches. Yes. Okay. So you're from Virginia. Did you grow up with a strong food identity, food culture? Um, I mean, my mom always cooked. So I guess like when I think of home and like growing up, like I do think about like the home cooked meals she would always make, like always make. And then also like how she even did it working a full time job. I don't know how because I can't. Wow. OK, so, yeah, we're complaining about cooking for ourselves with a full time job and she was cooking for a family. Yes, a family of four, actually. And my brother, my younger brother is a picky eater. So she was always kind of like making a side dish for him that he would eat. So I can't, I don't, I don't understand how she was able to cook. I really don't. Yeah, that's insane. And then was it mostly, uh, was it like Southern food or did it not have a genre? Yes, absolutely. Like Southern soul food kind of thing. Like I feel like her main dishes that I remember growing up would be like meatloaf. So if she said she was cooking meatloaf, I always knew that it was coming with white rice and peas. That was mm. like the meatloaf dinner. Um, if she made like like baked chicken, that was always coming with like chicken flavored rice <laughs> and like yes. broccoli. Oh, she would like sometimes, and then like when we were young, she would always make like fish sticks. Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. little cheap fish sticks, which we loved. And that would come with green beans on the side. So like she, like there are certain meals I remember that I would always know like what the side dish would be. So... You know, I feel like lately I've seen a lot of like hipster versions of soul food that people are like making their fancy soul food. Are you I see you rolling your eyes. I I kind of roll my eyes at it, too. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I also am of the opinion that whatever brings the most people to the table, whatever introduces the most people to something, because then maybe, you know, maybe the white people will start out. <laughs> With the hipster, <laughs> hipster soul food. And then and they'll then be like, oh, to like I think I want to try the real thing now. Yeah, the real, real thing. <laughs> I've been seeing like weird, weird things that people are making, especially on TikTok, like how people just create something out of nothing. But also it's not really like homemade. It's like, like people making like the short version of a peach cobbler. Yeah. And they just like like that kind of is like, why don't you just make the real one? Like, 
Get yeah. the dough. Get the. I, I I think I'm reaching my breaking point with TikTok food culture. It's like here's it's like a, quick and easy. Yeah, quick. Here's a 30 second way to make Thanksgiving dinner, and it's like, <laughs> what? And it's like you throw everything in one dish and just bake it for 40 minutes, and you're like, wait, what? Right. Like, I don't think right. this is good. Like I don't think this is good for the body at all. No, just in it's. It's definitely, it's definitely not good. I will say, I will, I, I'm going to fire some shots now, if I may. I'm, I'm about oh, to fire some shots at Soul Food. How about that? What? Why? Yeah. Ready? There's one okay. thing I just can't get down with. I've tried it many times. I don't think it works. I don't know why everyone what loves it. What are you about it. to say? What are you about to say? The chicken and the waffle have no place in the same plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay i love chicken and waffles it's really delicious. yes because it like combines the the sweet with the savory i know but it's to me i i i don't i'm not a huge fan of the extreme sweet and savory combinations i think for me like like you know there was a moment where people were putting bacon on donuts and i was like go fuck yourself okay no i can't do the bacon the whole like bacon maple thing yeah donut thing. i can't do that like i've never t- like tried that that doesn't even compute to me but like chicken and waffles especially if the chicken's kind of like a little spicy it's good balance interesting what are your favorite soul food restaurants are, are do you eat soul food that much now or or you're like a fancy actress and you eat vegan well one because <laughs> i'm not vegan at all when i moved to the west coast like moving to la i went to grad school in seattle moved to la and now i'm in vancouver so i feel like i'm now living like the west side life yeah. and the soul food on the west side is just is not giving at all. Really? Um, no, because it's not I, giving. <laughs> no, just in general for me, like there are some spots in LA that I was like, okay, Annie's delicious soul food is good. That's in LA. Uh-huh. I had that like a, a few months ago when I like, came back down to LA, and I was like, okay, this is good. I think it's called Doolin's, closer to like Inglewood, I believe, in LA. Okay, that's a good soul food spot, especially like after on Sunday after church. It's great. But wait, is that an expression? Is that an expression or is that a real thing going after church on Sunday? Oh, no. Yeah. After Sunday at church, after service, you you want soul food. Like you're like, I think it's just a thing. It's just. Yeah. It's how I was raised. Like you want like the fried chicken. You want the mac and cheese. You want the mashed potatoes. You want the greens. Like that kind of meal. So you're you're spiritually full and now you want to be a gastro full. Yes, absolutely. But on the East Coast. This place I'm looks great, it. by the way. I'm looking it up right now. Annie's 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 so it's, delicious. You need to try it. It's really good. yes, it's good, and the desserts are great too. Like it's really good. Will you take me? Let's go to church and then go to. Uh, <laughs> you want to go to church with me and then go to Annie's so delicious? Yeah, I will take. My... When I'm back in LA, I will take you. I'm gonna be like, Mother, I'm no longer <laughs> going to synagogue. I'm now, I am going... now going to a Baptist church. <laughs> I'm going to a Baptist church. <laughs> And having chicken as well as waffles <laughs> in the same plate. Plate on the Deal with and it. they're gonna touch. The food is gonna <laughs> touch too. But because I'm raised in, like from Virginia, my mom is from the country, so a mm. lot of her um, with the country in Virginia, a lot of the food she made is very like southern, and she's a good cook. And then I went to undergrad in Atlanta, which is the yeah. south, and yeah. all their food is great, especially the soul food. So coming to the west was like. Yeah, you know, there was a there was a soul food place I went to in Atlanta that I loved called I believe it was called Busy Bees. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Busy Bees. I remember that. It's years ago. Also, Mary Max is really good down there. I think yeah. they have like Gladys Night Chicken and Waffles. They have. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I went there too. That's yeah, where yeah. I started my, my hate affair with chicken and waffles. Although, wow. on the flip side, I will say that a dish that needs a lot more recognition and should be on a lot more menus and is actually, okay, I'm going to start by saying I'm not a big brunch guy. I think brunch is a, is a dumb meal. I love meal. brunch. Oh, boy. Bria. Wait, what, what meal are you about to say? I feel like I know what you're about to say. I'm going to say that shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits! <laughs> <laughs> Was that your guess? Yes, I was like, he's about to say shrimp and grits. <laughs> shrimp and grits is the best flavor combination. So good. It's so good. And I like, I like spicy, so I always add a little spice to my shrimp. Yes. So good. It's delicious. So good. And I think that it needs to be on more, uh, it needs to go mainstream. I should see shrimp well, and grits that's everywhere. the thing. If I've been to some restaurants, I can't think of their names right now, that where they have like shrimp and grits. And if it's not like a Southern restaurant, I will not order it because it's right. just not going to be like, it's all about like the flavor. And it's very, I feel like it, like shrimp and grits is a very like New Orleans dish. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever had it there, you've had like the best of the best. Yeah. And so for me, if, you, if you're not going to season it properly, then it's just going to be bland shrimp with bland grits and then it doesn't work. So, like, yes, I think it needs more love, but if it becomes mainstream, like, the, the recipe won't be the same. It, it, it won't be as good. I'm with you. And, you know, it's funny because, like, like, a lot of sushi nerds will say it's less about the fish and more about the rice. And you're like, whoa, really? And I feel the same about shrimp and grits. Come for the shrimp. But if the grits aren't perfect, the whole dish is done. The grits it's are done. the main attraction there. Yes. It needs to have the right amount of butter. It needs to have the right amount of viscosity. Come um, on. It does. It does. I'm it serious. Really changes things. And like sometimes in New Orleans shrimp and grits, they do sausages with it too. Like they make sausage shrimp oh, and a little, on top of the A little andouille. Yeah. Well, it's here's the, the interesting thing about soul food is that it's like, first of all, I am like a huge fan of like American foods that are just Amer- like you don't find them anywhere else. Soul food, I think, is one of those things. It's yeah. a, it's an American creation. And, you know, it's also I mean, I guess the origins of it are like slaves coming over, bringing West African ingredients and West African techniques and then putting it to the local ingredients and creating. And making, this, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Creating this this really interesting cuisine. Um, and especially in New Orleans, it must be really weird because you've got that plus the French stuff. So the sauce yeah, is probably a lot of the Andouille. Creole. Yeah, yeah. all of the Creole. It's all about spices and seasoning. Like they're big on like spices. Like yeah. that, that's why I love. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I had a, a Jamika Pessoa, who's a private chef. She was a, she was a guest of mine and she cooks for like a lot of NFL players and stuff like that. And I was like, what's the main difference between black clients and non-black clients? And she was she like, said the seasoning. One, she goes, one word, seasoning. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. It's a difference. It's a big difference. It is a big difference. And it should be. I mean, it's like, especially when you grow up with that, with those many powerful flavors, like you got to keep up. It's kind of like when you go to a Thai restaurant and they're like, uh, what's your spice level? And you're like, low. And they're like, okay. And they just burn your face off because they're just <laughs> used to a certain low level. spice level is like buffalo. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's like not mild at all. It's like it's still spicy, but no, that's the I don't. Can do. 
I don't understand Thai restaurants and their little range. They're like on a scale of one to ten. I'm like one. They're like okay, and they just like bring a plate of like steaming chilies. I'm like, what is what is the number one? I love Thai? spicy, so I always go to the I always go to the highest. The only the there was one time where my spice level was really tested, and that's when I went to Lagos, Nigeria, a few years ago, and Ooh. there was like a um I asked for the okra stew. Mm-hmm. And they, everyone was like, like the locals were like, are you sure you're from America? It's the spiciest dish. And I was like, I love spice. I drink hot sauce at, like before I go to bed. And they're like, okay. And I'm like eating the stew. And, and like after like five minutes of eating it, like my nose is running. My eyes are running. And I'm like dying. I was like, I have never had this level of spice ever in my life. But it was wow. delicious. It was hot. That thing was hot. Hot, hot. I'm I'm an enormous okra fan, and Ooh, you might like it. You I like okra it. a lot, and for me, the slimier the better, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like slimy like okra. <laughs> you should probably have some okra stew then, if you ever go to like West Africa. How was the food in Nigeria? Delicious. I mean, everything is like almost like a rice-based dish. Like you yeah. have like fried rice or you have like jollof rice. I love jollof rice. There's like a war between like um, Ghanaian jollof rice and Nigerian jollof rice and which one is yeah. better. I've only had Nigerian and it was always good. Like Yeah, they, they the take chick- it seriously. They're like, it's like Biggie yeah. Tupac. Yeah, it's like, what's <laughs> up? I had peppered stew, which was like a whole piece of fish, including the fish head that like you can suck at the end. It was so mm. savory. It was so, everything is just so good and flavorful. Like there's like an experience. Wow. It's not just like one taste and everything just yeah. that's that's if anything, like I would love to go back just to experience the food again. You, you know, know, it's funny. I've had too. I've had a couple of guests who were born in Africa and they're just like so passionate about their food at home because I also feel like I, well, maybe it's changing now, but there aren't there isn't enough like good representations of their food at restaurants here. There's like one place in the city that they that they can go to. Yeah. But like and that's, yeah. and that's almost everywhere in America. Like even, yeah. I love Caribbean food, Jamaican food. And I, even being here in Vancouver, there was there was a party that I went to last year and I was like, oh, let's find some Jamaican food to help cater. And we found this woman and she was like, oh yeah, I, I cook for all of the celebrities. So I'm thinking, oh, she's about to have like authentic Jamaican food. And yeah. it was mid, it was mid at best. It really was, it was mid, it was not hitting. But then I had a friend on set Last year, it was like my cousin's Jamaican. She makes food every weekend if you want me to put an order in. And usually when it's like, when she showed me the flyer, the flyer was very much like she made it on like PowerPoint or like Microsoft yeah. Word. And I was like, this food is about to hit. This food is about to hit. Don't go to like this one. And when I tell you. There's like typos on it and stuff. It's typos. The pictures are really heavily pixelated. It's not like, it's like all Microsoft Word font, just like blown up. It's like one of those flies. And I was like, this is this is about to hit. And it did. Like, yeah, totally. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. They had festival. They had rice and peas. They had um, uh, saltfish and ackee. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I will say I feel bad for Jamaicans because oxtail in America has like it's caught on and the price has just like increased like tenfold. Yes. But a lot of restaurants aren't doing it right. You can't find good oxtail at restaurants. Like you have to go to certain restaurants to actually get really good, authentic oxtail. That's actually seasoned and flavorful. A lot of times it's just like meat and stew. 
Wow. I will say, with someone with the fridge that you have, the fact that you have such strong opinions on foods is is really uh, surprising and exciting to me, Bria. <laughs> well, see, look, if I can't put the time and the effort in making my dishes, I should just order. Hell yeah. You're, I mean, it makes sense. You're a restaurant connoisseur. You're a takeout eating connoisseur. I, look, if you, if you ever visit me in Vancouver, I will tell you what to, what, where to get it from. What you looking for? You want that? Here's the best. Oh, boom, I love boom, boom, boom. it. There's fun food markets in, uh, in Vancouver. There's like very cool little markets that are, you know, I don't know. I, I remember when I was there, there was fun markets are, and like weird, been. like candied fish that they were selling. Yeah, know. it's it's so weird. Like their poutine, I'm not into like the fries with the gravy. And I wait, you know. hold on. What is not to like about poutine? It's French fries, it's gravy and cheese. How are you they not going to? That three combo thing does not belong together. Okay. Gravy oh my does God. not belong on fries. Wait, so a waffle with syrup and chicken works, but French fries with gravy and cheese is a bridge too far? Yes, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm like, why do y'all eat this? This is weird. It's as, weird. As Gravy putting... belongs on like mashed potatoes or like like great biscuit biscuit and great like you know like not fries. Oh my god, I love that you're saying that to them as you're putting powdered sugar on your chicken on top of waffles. <laughs> oh my god, have you ever had like honey on chicken like Popeyes? Like, have you ever had Popeye's chicken and then you put the honey on the chicken? I don't know that I, I mean, I probably have. You, if, if you had, you would know that that was delicious. So I think you would know. I mean, if I had, I, yes, I'd probably, I'd probably uh, be taking insulin for my diabetes at this point. If <laughs> Or like the biscuits at Popeye's, you put honey on, you, you put honey on biscuits, right? I'm, a, I'm more, I put butter on biscuits. I like butter. Okay, sure. But have you ever had honey on a biscuit? I don't know that I've had honey on a biscuit. I don't, can I tell you something crazy that you're bringing up honey so much? So my mom is visiting and she is like a big breakfast person. And I have to like fucking make a spread with bread and and uh, honey and butter and ricotta cheese. And Ooh. and and I never I'm not a big honey person. And the thing that sucks about I literally have some honey. I feel right now on my elbow like it gets all over you and it's sticky. It is and sticky. I, it's sticky. Honey it is, is sticky. Honey is sticky. It's sticky. It is. That's, I'm not into sticky, man. I'm. I can do. I mean, at any time I used to eat Popeyes when I was younger. I just remember, like, I'm gonna eat the honey, and it's gonna get all over everything. <laughs> Chicken and waffles. How did these two star-crossed lovers that have no business being together end up on the same plate? Long story short, you won't believe this. The Amish. There's a myth that the iconic chicken and waffle dish was invented in Harlem. This comes to us from Joseph Wells, who for decades ran a chicken and waffles restaurant in Harlem. The myth goes that in the 1920s and 30s, people were getting out of the jazz clubs at 2 a.m., too late for dinner and too early for breakfast. And Wells decided to feed the nightlife masses by wetting the two. But chicken and waffles goes back to old Europe. When German immigrants arrived in America in the 1700s, they brought a creamed chicken and waffle food tradition along with them. We call these immigrants the Pennsylvania Dutch, AKA the Amish. By the late 1700s, this rural dishes profile goes upscale once it reaches Philadelphia, and from there it makes its way to the South. African-Americans did a lot of the cooking in the South, 
so it eventually became a part of their tradition. It was a prestige dish in the community up until the 1910s, and then fell out of favor in white society while still remaining popular with African Americans for the next 80 years. Then, in the 90s, chicken and waffles became more mainstream, thanks in part to Gladys Knight and her popular restaurant, Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles. In fact, she wrote the song, That's What Friends Are For, as a love song from the chicken to the waffle. That part's not true, but everything else is. Guys, let me tell you about my favorite meal delivery service. It is... Hello Fresh. You get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You don't have to go to the supermarket anymore. Who wants to go to the supermarket? You got to park your car, you got to get parking validation, you got to you can't find which aisle your food is in, and then you're on the way out, someone with a clipboard is like, "Do you want to uh, help save the spotted owl?" No, I don't care about the spotted owl. I just want my food. Well, Hello Fresh is going to bring you your food without the hassle of having to go to the supermarket. Skip the grocery store, take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. It's snowing now everywhere. There's massive blizzards. What you what, you want to you want to you want to have to shovel to go and and get your quinoa? No. Stock up on snacks, sides, desserts and more at HelloFresh Market. Simply add these staples and sweets to your weekly order and they will arrive at your doorstep along with your meals. I love HelloFresh. You know, someone like me that my head is always brimming with crazy recipe ideas. I don't have to think. They bring me the ingredients. They tell me what I'm making. I like to be told what to do. I had an overbearing mother, so this works out very perfectly uh, with my psyche. And I highly recommend it to you, even if you had a non-overbearing mother. It's fantastic stuff. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GreenEggs21 and use this code GreenEggs21 for 21 free meals. 21 free meals plus free shipping. Amazing. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash GreenEggs21. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, speaking of early food memories, let's get into the questions that I ask every guest, starting with what is your earliest food memory? If I had, right now, I would think uh, my mom made ravioli one time when I was really young, like I was really, really young. And I just remember the smell of it. And I was like, I don't want to eat this, but my parents would like make us eat whatever was in front of us. Like, you need to eat your food and like clean your plate. So I ate it all. And then maybe 30 minutes later, threw it up. Oh, no. So like anytime I see ravioli, I kind of go, or like smell the ravioli. It's like, no. Oh, can you not do ravioli anymore? No. Wow. It's kind of like, it's like, you know how like everyone is like, when I was in college, the first drink I got drunk on was like a vodka soda or like a vodka with orange juice. So I can never have those again. For you, it's ravioli. Yeah. That's sucks. Ravioli. Yeah. I and I can ravioli. still like, when I think about it, I still smell. It's out of the, it was the, like Chef Boyardee ravioli. Yeah. Old school, like, baby. Yeah, and the smell, I just remember the smell and being like, I don't think this is it for me, and it wasn't. That, like, metallic tomato-y smell? Yes, and I was like, this is disgusting, and my body also said, this is disgusting. I like it. You were a finicky little foodie as a child. Yeah, well, no, I ate everything except for that. It was like, that was the one thing that was like, also, I don't drink real milk. I can't, so I'm not a cereal person. I could never eat cereal because I'm like, my brother loves cereal, and I was just like, Bleh. Yeah, huh, a lot of vomiting going on 
at the uh, <laughs> at the Bria household. Early ages. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what is your death row meal? Let's think of a reason you're on death row. Okay. You okay. go to a restaurant. You order some chicken, and they bring it to you, and you say, uh, "Excuse me, where are the waffles?" And they're like, "Oh, oh, this is a this is a this is an upscale civilized restaurant. We do not eat." chicken and waffles together and you say oh really and then you say can i just have some honey at least and they're like okay and you grab the honey and you put it in your hands and you palm it on his face and cover his nose and mouth and he dies a slow death (laughs) asphyxiation by honey yeah Yeah. and now you're on death row what is your death row meal my death row meal would be a seafood boil, like a New Orleans authentic seafood boil. I want the potatoes, the corn. I want crawfish. Yeah. I want snow crab legs. And I want shrimp. Wow. I Spi- Highest love spice that. level, too. I love that. I don't. And by the way, no one's ever said that on the show yet. Seafood boil? Oh, my no. God. You can no pull one said off those. That. Oh, I love. I'm a big seafood person. That and then my dessert would be uh like a like a cheesecake with some kind of like caramel and like chocolate mix thing because mm. I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Wait, I want to go back just real quickly. I love that you're like I can't have milk. It doesn't agree with me. <laughs> but the last thing I will have is a milk cake. <laughs> I love cheesecake, but I cannot drink milk. I know it's random. It's weird. Cheesecake is my favorite dessert ever. We are kindred spirits now because I nothing makes me happier than a seafood boil. I love really? seafood boil. Love. Mm. Like everywhere I go, I try to find which restaurant has a good seafood boil. I think I found the best one out here in Vancouver. It's not great. The ones in Virginia are amazing. I had one in New Orleans like last year that was so damn good. And wow. California is hard to find, but like they have some spots down there. Yeah, there's a place here called the Boiling Crab that people like to go to. Yeah. Um, the Boiling Crab is pretty good. And then there was another one that I went to. I can't remember. What's the name? But like I, everywhere I go, I have to find where the seafood is. Can I tell you something? I love making seafood boils. It's not that hard to do. And yeah, you basically get the best seafood you can get. You put it in a big stock pot. If you can make a separation on the bottom so it just steams, you basically mix water with like a big thing of Old Bay seasoning mm-hmm. and just steam that baby up and pour it out. Have a Have some potatoes and... Some cut up corn in there doesn't get any better. Mm. Oh, and sausage. Sausage has to go in there too. Oh, yeah. Have some sausage in there as well. Yeah. There's not, and it's so festive. You pour it out on a table with newspaper on it. (laughs) Cover yourself, put, get a, get a bib, and you just go to town. And like, seafood was introduced to me when I was young, when I would go home with my mom to her hometown, which is like Tappahannock, Virginia, which is very much like near the water of Chesapeake Bay and like very much the country. That's all we would eat. Like, so I was introduced to blue crabs then. And so we mm. were just like, and so I learned at a young age how to open a crab, how to pull, where's the, where's the meat? And so that's just something that I always like going home to see my grandmother and cousins is like, can't wait to eat some crabs. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually went to school in Baltimore. So same kind of Chesapeake Bay. Yes. Yes. Crab and, and And the crabs there in Maryland are so good. They're nuts. So, so good. Yeah. Yes. That's really and- where it's at. I love a crab cake. That's another one of my favorite underrated things. So we make crab cakes every Christmas now. So we do the Thanksgiving meal for Thanksgiving, but but I had us evolve like starting two years ago to a seafood dinner. So mm. we'll do like um, sauteed shrimp. We do scallops. 
and I would like get some snow crabs and then we would make, bake our own crab cakes. And it was just like no breading. I don't like crab cakes with breading. I just okay. want the meat. So we just do the meat and just season it. And Oh, wow. By the way, that's very Italian of you because Italians for Christmas do something called the Feast of the Seven Fishes. And it's like seven courses of seafood. So oh, okay. Do your 23 and me. You're going to find some Italian in there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is the best high end meal that you've ever had? That is, a, I feel like I have not had a real high end meal. Like I, I eat out a lot, but I don't go to like those really like, you know, restaurants. Really? Well, it's a good thing that you go. met me this year, Bria, because I will introduce you to the high life, baby. <laughs> Take me. Let's go. <laughs> Let's I'm down go. to go. <gasps> What about like the best low end? Like what is your, what's the best cheap eats that you've ever had? I mean, Taco Bell used to really be the thing. Like when I was in undergrad, I don't eat it anymore. Can't. But Taco Bell. <laughs> First of all, Taco Bell, especially Taco Bell, if you're drunk, it tastes like a, it's like a three-star it's Michelin so meal. Good. <laughs> like I always get the Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. And then I would do like the five-layer burrito and maybe like a little nacho on the side. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. It was so good. It's so good. And like, now, like I think maybe within the last three years, I tried to just have Taco Bell one night, and I was like, "Ugh." Yeah. But no. When I was younger. No, your 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 IMDb score is way too high for Taco Bell. Now. I can't eat. Yeah, I can't <laughs> eat Taco your, Bell. Like, no. Your star meter is too high. I could get Bell. a like gourmet Crunchwrap Supreme. Yes. Yes. Of course, you can have your private chef, chef. and be like, "Excuse me, try to recreate the flavors." <laughs> Using local and organically sourced beef. And make it low carb. Like, <laughs> yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Use, use cassava as the uh, outside wrapping. Please and thank you. <laughs> Literally. I, I guess this next question, the answer is probably the, the same as the, the last one, which is, what's your favorite drunk food? When I think about getting drunk drunk, because I haven't been drunk in years. Now, tipsy, absolutely. Mm. But drunk was more so undergrad. And my favorite meal, and I think they discontinued it or they brought it back, were like the spicy nuggets at Wendy's with the fry and a frosty. Ooh, you're taking. She's taking a deep breath, everyone. Because <laughs> I remember being drunk, and it, we were in like Wendy's was right down the street from my college, and so we like time for Wendy's, and you go Wait. home, and their honey mustard is. This is really interesting because I am a huge chicken nugget aficionado. I love a McDonald's chicken nugget. It's probably my go-to if I'm on the road and there's, you know, nowhere else to really? go or it's late night. I'm getting myself some chicken McNuggets. And by the way, not the fancy pants chicken strips. I don't want no, that. No, no I nugget. want the weirdly uniform, same <laughs> shape. God, no, like the, the Pringles version of chicken nuggets. Yes, yes. That's what I want. And I want it with barbecue sauce. And I want fresh French fries. Fresh now, French fries. I have were, sent McDonald's fries back. I'm like, this isn't this not fresh. Give me another batch. Yo, I was drunk in an Uber. Got that. We went a block away. I had it. I was like, turn this Uber around. Around. <laughs> okay, so I will say this. The McDonald's chicken nuggets with the barbecue McDonald's barbecue sauce is one is the best sauce they have. It's fantastic. Yeah. I feel like Wendy's best sauce is the honey mustard. Hmm. That's my thing. And then Chick-fil-A, I think it's the Chick-fil-A sauce. 
Chick-fil-A sauce is fantastic, but I'm curious about the chicken nuggets between McDonald's and Wendy's because you're telling me Wendy's. What's the what's the main uh, difference? It's spice. I, you get the spice. You can get it spicy. So they oh. used to have like the regular nuggets and then they added the spicy chicken nuggets when I was in grad, I'm undergrad. And I was like, wait, spicy. And they are, they have a little kick to it. And then with the honey mustard, because you know, mm. honey mustard has that like sweet thing to it and like the spice, it just always worked. And then there was for a few years, they stopped it. And I was like, why would y'all stop this? This was the best thing on the menu. And then they brought it back. So. You, you collected signatures. You had a campaign. <laughs> Guys, let's go. <laughs> Did you hear Wendy's discontinued <laughs> the spicy nuggets? You made signs. <laughs> have you ever, okay, I know you might think this is weird. Have you ever dipped a Wendy's fry into a Frosty? No, I think that's disgusting. I think you're a disgusting human being. But you like poutine. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, you won't do ice cream. but you'll No, do a lot of people love doing that. The French fries and the Frosty thing. That's a thing. Get drunk and do it. You're welcome. Mm. Doctor's orders. <laughs> We'll do. We should have a night together where we go to a fancy restaurant first and then we get hammered and then have our fifth meal at a Wendy's. Yes, we should. I'm down. I'm That's down. Okay, so now it's the next day. You're hungover. Do you have like a, a hangover cure? A hangover? I don't think I found the right mix. Because mm. also when you get older, like you can, you won't, like you can get a hangover and you weren't even drunk. Like, it's, yes. it's weird. You can still have these, like, uh So I think yeah. for me, it's like, I want ramen. Mm. Ramen, spicy. Spicy same. ramen. Oh, my God. Bria, same, same. What, really? I love ramen the next day. Ramen, or even pho. Like, yeah. one or the other. And I'll take that and just drink a lot of water and, like, Pedialyte. If you had to name a pho restaurant, because, you know, they all have fun puns. What would your pho, like, would it be go pho, go fuck yourself or pho sure? It would be, it would be let's get information. Let's get in formation. Formation, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? I don't follow food that much. Mm, okay. So I don't know. I would just say my celebrity food. Yeah, like, like a, it could be a Food Network host. It could be a... You know, like an Anthony Bourdain type. It could be. Mm. It could be a, I Dana, mean, a Dana Dute, maybe. I don't maybe even a, know. Maybe Dan, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dan. Maybe Dana you. Dute. You. Oh my you. God! Really? You? Yes, Bri- you. Bria, I enjoy is... watching you on Instagram. Be like, hey guys, this is <sighs> what was... we're picking today. I mean, the fact that you came up with that all on your own. All, is all on my own. Just... It's, it was really in my spirit. So exciting. Yeah, and so it's an honor to be here with you. Thank you. It's an honor to, to have you. you. Uh, I, Thank you. I, I, no, it actually is a real honor uh, because when we met, you know, we, <laughs> when you meet on a set, we met on this movie set, and it was a weird thing where it's like we were all in, like, boot camp for, the, for like, three weeks in this movie, and everyone was scared of getting COVID because, like, the movie was so low budget that if you got COVID, you were just going to be written out of the movie. <laughs> And, and like, honestly, after saying yes to the movie and like, you know, committing to the three weeks, you do not want to get written out. You're like, I need to finish this and see you. Oh, and people got COVID and got written, written the out. fuck out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we were all kind of like off in our corners. Like, I can't get that. But Bria was, Bria was one of those people who had a, 
who had her oh, guard up. God. She was oh, she was, you know, doing her own thing. We were all becoming friends and she was sitting there in a the corner reading, doing her thing. And I said, that I I'm going to I'm going to crack that nut. I am going to get in there. Is this, is this cuz you told me this story, but is this really how you really felt? Is this really Yes, I was like <laughs> this one here. Okay, she's one of those. Well, she's got a little tough exterior. I'm going to have to so I'm going to I'm going to crack that I'm going to crack that almond nut. I'm going to take the almond out. I'm going to make it mushy and make some mushy little almond butter out of it. And I think my mission was accomplished. I think we became very close towards the end of it. We did. We did. You were my favorite. You were my favorite. Absolutely. You were my favorite, too. Um, really? Don't say that. No, I say that to everyone that I talk to from that film. I, you know, I saw the... Uh, the janitor from the movie was walking on the street and he saw me and I was like, Oh, what's up, man? You were my favorite. No, you're my, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. You're such a good Thank guy. You. And I was so like, are you. This one? Okay. So are you. And you're also like a really good actor. Like I feel like as comedians, like we don't really think of ourselves as actors. So whenever we're acting in something and like you're acting with like a real actor, you're like, Oh my God, this person's like really good. And they're like, cut Dan, you gotta, you, you you, you didn't say anything. You had your line. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I was lost in like in being impressed by <laughs> how good that person delivered their line. Like, whoa. Anyway. No, you're amazing. And always in watching your take, you see, I could not keep it. <laughs> you just committed. Like you committed. And I was like, I really respect. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah. very much. I would like to thank my acting teacher, Stella Adler. No, I, I, I don't have an acting teacher. Good night. Good night. All right. What is your desert island food? So you're on a desert island. I think I know what it is. I, I think I have a guest. You're on a desert island. There's one food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You are never going to get tired of it. What is it? I guess a seafood boil. Can I say a seafood boil? You can say seafood boil again. Okay. So it's your death row meal and you, you'll, not, you'll never get tired of it. At least like if I get tired of the snow crabs, I can just eat on the crawfish. If I, if I get tired of the crawfish, I can just eat on the shrimp. Oh, wait a second. You beat the system with the seafood boil. If I had to choose one thing, I would say chicken wings. I can just, they're fun. Do you like them? You like them spicy? Regular spicy or like Thai people spicy? I can do a buffalo, but also I can just do like a salt and pepper chicken wing. I can do a lemon pepper. Oh my God. This place mm. called American Deli. When I was an undergrad, a lot of like my favorite foods come from like undergrad experience. There's a place called American Deli. It is so like in the cut. And I always get like a 10 piece hot lemon pepper wet with fries mm. and a peach mm. drink. And like the lemon drink. pepper sauce and the buffalo sauce would mix because they put it in like those styrofoam, you know, it would just yeah. start to mix. And so it's like a hot lemon pepper wing. And it's Ooh. now I'm going to pretend like I knew what in the cut means and just uh... like it's so I went to an HBCU. So I went to Spelman College in undergrad. And if you know about HBCUs, they're always like they're always put in like the ghetto or like the hood part of like the cities. They are yes. like, OK, Howard is Spelman is a lot of the. HBCU. So like Wendy's was right there. Taco Bell was right there. The Marta system was right there. And then American Deli, like a little plaza. Got it. I love it. Mm -hmm. And a peach drink is the most Atlanta thing. Don't taste like peach. It's just like orangey color, but it's called peach drink. <laughs> and all you know, it's just like, it's basically probably just like orange Kool-Aid with like so much sugar in it. Oh my God. I love it. You know, one of the best meals I ever had in Atlanta was after going to the strip club yeah. at a bachelor party. 
And it was a, I don't even know if it's PC to say this. Uh, it was a uh, predominantly uh, black strip club. Okay. Magic and City? What's that? Yes, Magic it was City? Magic City. Yes, Magic City. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if it's okay to say this, but, but the black strip club. You're like, oh, Magic some City. Of the best, I heard people have some of, like, some of their best chicken wing experiences are at strip clubs. But listen to this. Leaving Magic City, there was a guy there who had... A Jamaican, like his own little Jamaican food that he was serving out of like the back of his SUV. Yeah, probably was I will tell too. you, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Like A plus. Yeah, anyway. that's how you know the food's good. Anytime we call it like I call it like a hole in the wall. If you go to a hole in the wall restaurant, that's some of the best food you'll get. I guess that's kind of similar to your experience of going to church and then going to soul food, going to the strip club, and then getting the Jamaican food out of some guy's uh, trunk of his car. It's very, very similar. Yeah, it's a, it's just it's a, it's an experience. It's just yes. an experience. Like it's just satisfaction from all from all places. All places. <laughs> Is there a food that you can't stand eating? Something that you hate? I have only tasted chitlins. Oh, I, I chitlins. don't like chitlins. I don't like the smell of chitlins. My mom from the country. That's that was such a big meal for her like chitlins was such a thing, like a delicacy for her. And so anytime I would wake up and I would smell like just this huge, like huge amounts of vinegar, I would know that she's downstairs making mm. chitlins. So and correct me if I'm wrong, but chitlins is basically taking the organs, chopping them up, and is it sauteing them with onions and like crisping them up? I don't even know. Like it's it's soupy. Whatever she, it's like a, she would have a big pot and uh -huh. it's soupy and then she would have hot, put hot sauce and mustard on it. Interesting. And she would love it. And I would just be like, no. And I think one time I tasted it and I was like, mom, I don't even know how you eat this. Everything just seems like it just seems like fat. Like it seems like you know, like chicken fat. It just seems like a big bowl of chicken fat. Oh, you know what it is, though? Traditionally, chitlin seems to be uh, pig intestine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had chitlins, but I mean, I've had I've had animal intestines at like Korean barbecue places, but like. I don't know. I got to give chitlins a try now. But I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> you can't. You you can't take this journey with me. I don't get. I don't get why she does it. I know that it's something that she grew up with, so it's like this thing for her. But she doesn't right. eat it anymore. But growing up, I was like, oh, I will wake up and be like, oh, she's making chitlins. Yeah, I get it. Okay, last question. What are your restaurant pet peeves? This is my favorite question. Restaurant pet peeves? Yeah, things that just get under your skin at restaurants. If they don't have spicy mayo or spicy aioli. What? That is a very specific thing. Well, because I like fries. Like if I eat fries or if I do like a chicken sandwich or any, like I like a side of spicy like mayo instead of ketchup. And like okay. some restaurants like we don't. And I'm always like. So like one time I was like, well, can I just get a little side of mayo and some Tabasco? Maybe I'll make my own, but it never works. But that's like a pet peeve of mine when they don't have the spicy aioli on the side. Oh, my God. So you're like going to like, I don't know. I, I'm just picturing you going to like a pizza place and being like, can I get a side of spicy aioli? They're like, please. Oh, I'm sorry, miss. This is a pizza place. Oh, strike. Like, I'm, I'm do like substitutions. <laughs> And like, they can't I'm... do like substitutions. I hate that too. Oh, really? You're the substitution queen? If I go to like seconds, I go to a seafood restaurant and I say, oh, I want the like the salmon or the cod, but I don't want the potatoes. Can I have like Brussels sprouts instead? Or mm. can I like the appetizer that you have? Can you make that my side? <laughs> oh, my God. You, you know what? My restaurant pet peeve is people like you, Bria. <laughs> a lot of people 
don't like people like me, but for me, it's like, I'm about to pay for this meal just like you. I want the meal that I want. I get it. I get it. I get it. And sometimes I don't think restaurants do a great job with create, putting meals together. Like broccoli doesn't belong with everything. Like you can do a Brussels sprout. I love Brussels sprouts. I love, mm-hmm. love Brussels sprouts. And so for me, it's like, that's the, that's the vegetable I want. Well, okay. Restaurants, if you're listening, be forewarned. If you see Bria walk into your restaurant, Start mixing up that spicy aioli. Oh my God. She's, she's going to It's so for. much better with French fries and ketchup to me. It, is, it just is. It's good. I'm with, well, look, I love, I love mayo. I have mayo with ketchup, so I can imagine a spicy mayo with ketchup. I'm sorry. I, I have mayo with French fries, so I can imagine a spicy mayo with French fries is delicious. Another pet peeve, I have to say this. When you order like a spinach dip or like whatever kind of like appetizer dip, dip and it only comes with like bread and not chips. Because who wants to eat all of that bread? Like, who wants to eat all that bread in the beginning? Like, give me, like, a little chip. Like, mm. some restaurants are like, it only comes with bread. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's, a, that's the meal. That's the meal right there. I'm not even going to be hungry for my, the main course. Oh, my God. These are very specific restaurant pet peeves that no one has. A lot of firsts. No one has ever requested seafood boils so much. And no one has had such interesting restaurant pet peeves, such as, if they don't have a spicy aioli, they will hear, they will hear about me. it on my Yelp review. <laughs> no, I get so upset. Or if they don't have hot sauce. If they only have Tabasco, because Tabasco is like, Tabasco only goes good with like, like certain cuisine. Like mm-hmm. sriracha goes great with Asian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Like then you have like your Texas Pete and your Louisiana that goes good with chicken. And then like Tabasco is like good with eggs. Mm. But when you just have Tabasco, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, I'm a hundred percent with you. I think hot sauces are not created equal. Like a, you're like you said, a sriracha for me goes better with like a savory Asian dish. The, the Tabasco is like a vinegar based hot sauce. It's, it's like as much vinegar as it is hot sauce. So there's a lot of things I don't want that much vinegar in and Cholula, which is like the Mexican one. I that's only good with that. brunch too. That's yes, Cholula's that's a good, good brunch. Cholula is 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 the people's brunch hot sauce. <laughs> it really but, is. But I don't want to put that in my pad thai. I don't want to put Cholula in. No. Come at me. No. Come at, come at me, Mexican listeners. I ain't putting Cholula in my pad thai. <laughs> no, no. Can't. I can't. So yeah. Bria, those are tell the, the people. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Bria Simone, S-A-M-O-N-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Bria underscore Simone, S-A-M-O-N-E. Wait a second. You pronounce it Simone, but there's an accent on the E. Simone. Oh, I thought it was a joke when you said that. That's why I laughed. Because a lot of of my friends say that. They're like, hey, Simone. And I'm like, it's not. I'm, look, until you take the accent off of the E, this is unique, but it's not. Well, I, I know. When you look at it, you're like, okay, Simonette. And it's not. It's <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bria Simone. Nay, I will not. Yes. You're in Vancouver. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it in Vancouver. So I'm yes. going to pronounce it that way. Thank you so much. You are a delight. This was so fun. Thank you. Um, and you guys have to see Bria's acting. She is killer. It's enough to make you forget your lines. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Take care. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.